0: Hello and welcome to the Bigger Braver Life Show. I'm your host, Angela Marie Williams. As an entrepreneur and success coach, my mission is to empower you to realize your dreams and potential through transformational experiences. The purpose of this show is to inspire your positive change by learning from a community of those paving the way to a bigger, braver life. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Bigger, Braver Life Show. I am your host, Angela Marie Williams. I am a personal success coach, and I'm here to help you live your bigger, braver life. And what I love about being able to have this show is that we get to learn from other people's stories as well. So today I want to welcome my very second guest. I'm very excited about this on our episode four and her name is Zara, and she is our current first paid marketing intern at Angela Marie Coaching. Woo! So excited to have you. Thanks for being on with us, Zara.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Yes, yeah, so why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Zara. I'm a senior at the University of Houston. So I am on like that precipice between student and professional life. I'm also a cat mom to a 16 pound cat. He's very sweet. I'm also an avid crafter and I'm actually the youngest in my family. That's just a little bit about me. Yeah, thank you for that.
0: So Zara has been amazing at her role as an intern. She jumped right on board and has been helping me out tremendously. We're doing so many exciting things. I can't wait to continue to launch and move forward with them. So she's been absolutely awesome and has some really great stories to share. So yeah, Zara, tell us a little bit about, you know, your, just kind of like your, your growing up and just some like things about, you know, you and how you're living that bigger, braver life. So tell
1: us your journey there. So I'm actually a first generation American. My dad is from Pakistan and my mom is from Yemen and they got married in in Pakistan. And then they came to America to have their own bigger, braver life. And through that, give me and my siblings our bigger, braver lives. So I guess with that, I am going to college. I have my hopes and dreams to start and have what's hopefully a very fruitful career. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, my
0: goal for the show is to be able to showcase individuals and various walks of life, whether they're at the beginning of their career, whether they're, you know, kind of at the end of their career or have really awesome, amazing life stories to share. So really excited to have Zara with us so we can kind of see, you know, the early sides, the early stages of, you know, working through the decision-making process, becoming independent Deciding what that future might look like. So, I'm really excited to kind of dive in a little bit more about what you're experiencing now, you know, where you came from, where you're going, because I can relate to a lot of the things, you know, that mm-hmm. we've talked about. And so, sharing those with others, I think, is going to be really helpful too, especially students, college students, or individuals, young adults who are really kind of entering that adulthood workforce place. So, yeah, talk to me a little bit about your journey to to getting to college and your interests and your studies there?
1: So my parents have always been very straightforward about kind of how we should have our goals and expectations kind of be in college and to have higher education and to hopefully have careers that can be independent. And as I said earlier, fruitful for us to take care of ourselves throughout the rest of our lives and to be able to achieve our goals through a college career. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I started at the university of Houston with a political science degree with my dreams set on law school. Mm -hmm. And then actually, I guess during the trials that we call 2020 and the pandemic, I was able to kind of realize that law school was not for me and that my dreams actually really relied here in marketing. And so I would say that's definitely been a very big revelation for me recently. And it's definitely been interesting to kind of switch my life from, you know, kind of what I would like to call the very straightforward world of law and kind of change into this really fast paced moving business world is. So that's really a good point. Cause I think a lot of
0: young adults are looking to find their purpose and their passion. And sometimes when we're in school, you know, it's kind of like we're told to go to school. Okay. That's great. But what do we do for the rest of our lives? It feels like a really big decision sometimes when we're making that. And I'd love to hear a little bit more in detail about how you found your passion in marketing. I mean, y'all, she's awesome at marketing. I'm just so, we're so excited to have her. But tell me a little bit more about, you know, how you kind of came into that passion because it's so different from you know the political science and the Mm -hmm. the attorney type, you know, world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they definitely are two completely different things. And I do think in high school, even though you know the school system tries to expose you to a lot of different things, I think oftentimes we as like children have no idea what the world has to offer out there. And so I, being a first generation American, Um, My parents, again, have always emphasized wanting to be able to take care of yourself. And stereotypically, we have what I like to call the big three, which would be doctor, lawyer, engineer as like really high achieving jobs. And I guess for me, I wanted to be a high achiever, but I didn't exactly know how to get there. So I just kind of jumped in and I said, well, you know, a doctor doesn't suit me. An engineer doesn't suit me. And I do love learning about politics. So I just kind of tra- jumped into the field of political science, and I had my dreams and passions all set on being a lawyer. Yes. As I went into college, I, I don't regret my decision as I really do appreciate the education it has given me and all the knowledge I've learned But I think, again, during 2020, I had so much time to myself. I wasn't distracted. I was just sitting there with my thoughts and imagining what I wanted my life to look like. And if you don't know, (laughs) the life of a lawyer is not as glamorous as you see on TV. It's very... It has a very high rate of burnout, and oftentimes a lot of lawyers cannot do what they actually would like to do within the field because they have loans to pay back, and they have a certain lifestyle that they want to live, which is not available in their dream job. So I guess when looking through all of that, I personally felt a lot of pressure on myself just, and pressure honestly given from me to myself, I'm just thinking about what do I want out of life. And I think eventually I realized that law was not what I wanted Mm -hmm. and marketing actually kind of came up in my opinion, completely by chance, which is why I always really like to say that everything happens for a reason. Because I had no idea my friend asking me to help with this religious organization on campus, something that she was really proud of and wanted to help with, and just asking me if I could help as well, would lead to me changing my career path and being really happy where I am now. So again, my friend, she asked me to join Mm -hmm. the ABSO, which is the religious organization as a marketing director. And so I jumped into it. I had no idea what I was doing. But the organization, its marketing was basically non-existent. So I knew anything that I did would help. Mm -hmm. And I just honestly fell in love with it. And when I realized what I wanted my life to look like, I did a lot of research on different careers. And I realized marketing is what I love. And I can achieve like everything I want out of life through this field. So that's kind of my (laughs) college journey. That's
0: That's amazing. And what I love to hear about that is you know, a couple of things you, I'll pull out that you said in your story of that is that, you know, you kind of were on this path that was maybe told to you by, you know, society, family, culture, whatever, that here are these really prestigious career paths. These are going to help you make a lot of money and, you know, reputable and, and distinguishable and all of that. But it really wasn't, you know, making you happy, right? Like you're you're really able to sit and reflect, and you know, I think a good thing that came out of the past few years is our ability to kind of slow it down a little bit. For some, it didn't feel like slowing down at all. Of course, you know, with the different fields people are in, or are having to kind of juggle working from home and and raising a family and doing all those things. But for some folks, it was really a pivotal time to sit and and reflect and slow down and really actually take stock of what was going on. And it sounds like that was a really important moment for you as well, to be able to sift through and say, like, do I actually like this? Let me research a little bit more. You know, a lot of careers aren't what they look like on TV. And so, you know, as you're getting more exposure to different life experiences, You get to learn that, you know, as you research and experience and do all those things. So it sounds like that was a really important, you know, process Mm -hmm. for you to go through to find this. And the fact that you were able to kind of come into this, almost stumble in to, you know, experiencing that. And I love the hands-on experience too. I think there's nothing better if you are a college student listening and you're kind of maybe lost or wondering where to go, how to navigate your passions or figure out what you like to do. Uh, working at a university prior, I did meet with a lot of students that kind of had those same questions and were noticing this might not be it, but I'm not sure where else to go. It's get as much hands-on experience as possible. And I think that your story really highlights the importance of that because you don't really know until you're into it Um, necessarily sometimes, you know, that you love this type of thing. So Mm -hmm. that's really awesome. I'm glad you're able to share that and and achieve that and get to that place. Because sometimes people don't really get to that place of this is what I love to do ever in their life or later on. Yeah. So that's a really um, important thing. And tell me a little bit more about, uh, was that difficult to, you know, change your major or career interest? Was it difficult to express or talk about? Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: So it definitely was very difficult for me to express as much as I enjoyed my experience with the organization Abso. Unfortunately, it took so much work, especially during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. because, you know, marketing was basically all the organization was. And that was, or at least I felt that was all on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So I was going through a severe bout of burnout. And amidst this burnout, I was having doubts. And I'm thinking to myself, I have a year left to have kind of like this safety net of college and the safety net of my parents. And soon I'm going to have to get out of that. So I was I would like just to keep it frank, I was totally freaking out. (laughs) um, I, I didn't know how to admit it. And one day I went over to my friend's house and we were just talking and she actually kind of opened my eyes to a new possibility because she had just graduated and she was looking for jobs and she kind of realized that she didn't want a job and what her major was and that was like totally okay and that she would be okay. And when she said that, I finally was able to find my voice and to actually not only voice it out loud for probably the first time in like a year to a year and a half, that I think I might want something different. Mm -hmm. And just that one conversation completely changed the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. And I was able to open up and talk to my brother about it, who I then made talk to my parents about it. (laughs) (laughs) I was able to, I was able to to move on to this new path, but it wasn't without a lot of fear and a lot of self-doubt, but I just, I had the support I needed to make those decisions.
0: Yeah. And you highlighted so many important pieces in our journey. Sometimes, you know, one, it takes, this is why, this is why I created the show and I, I, and the community, right? The women building a bigger, braver life and and having this um, bigger, braver life show, because as you were able to learn from your friends experience and you know, her being able to use her voice and normalize that it's okay. More than just you are having this thought and here's what we can do about it. And it's okay to change, right? Give it, it's almost like giving that permission and that normalization of these things. You know, it's really helpful for us, right? We, I think we thrive in community. And I think that's a really good example to highlight. And when you were able to say, hey, bro, help me out, you know, in communicating this, because it can be really scary to, you know, look to our parents and say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm potentially going to disappoint you, or I'm not going to live up to maybe your expectation." Or, and, and a lot of times, you know, and I, I think you're going to tell me the rest of the story of how they responded. But you know, a lot of times we make up these you know expectations or, or we put this pressure on when maybe it's it's there or not.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was definitely quite shocking to me that a lot of the pressure I had was of my own creation because when I told my dad, I was expecting him to respond in a way that was like, do you know what you're doing? Like, you probably don't know what you're doing. Here's what you should do. And that's what you're going to do. But really, the only thing he told me is, I want you to be able to be independent and take care of yourself. And I want you to be happy. And that's my only two considerations. If you can do that with whatever you want to do, then go for it. And yeah, he didn't know a lot about the field of marketing. And yes, that's something I have taught him and I'm continuing to teach him. But he's just been so supportive. And I think I was maybe um, confusing my culture with actually what my family was telling me because... Sometimes um, being a Pakistani woman, there's kind of two spectrums of you know of for expectations on women. Yeah. On one hand, it's oh, women should be doctors, lawyers, engineers. But on the other hand, there's a vast amount of people who kind of put a woman's career as secondary, mm-hmm. and really their main focus should be you know taking care of your family, taking care of your house. And while those aren't important, that doesn't mean that. It, that's solely a woman's job, and that a woman should be sacrificing what she wants for herself. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of battling the two expectations because I did rely somewhere in the middle and again like being the youngest I do look up to my siblings and both of them are kind of going on this high-end spectrum where they're going to do college and then more college and they're both going into the medical field and my dad's in the medical field and it was just it was interesting to know that I wanted to do something different and I was scared of that but really my whole entire family has been so supportive of it. That's a really great thing to hear, right? And hopefully give
0: some hope to listeners who are maybe debating making a large change, but are nervous about how people will receive that. And, you know, sometimes it is, you know, it is positive it is positive and warm and supportive and sometimes it's not. And either way, right, it's kind of like some of the things I say to my clients all the time are like, you know, are, is your mom or dad gonna, you know, take the GRE and then take all your classes and do all these things for you, right? So it's a kind of like, you know, you are the one at the end of the day that's responsible for your life. And I love that you have that awareness and insight of you know the cultural expectation. So growing up, hearing, you know, other stories, people talking about expectations and, and how things should go aren't necessarily up to date with what's going on right now in alignment with your vision and values and your purpose in the world. And we have to be um courageous and brave in understanding that it's okay to do what is in alignment with, with our own stuff, right? With our own desire. And, you know, that's really hard. So kudos to you for uh, even um, engaging in that conversation and making those choices because bravery isn't doing something and not being scared of it. It's doing something despite, right? Being nervous or scared of the outcome, right? It's going ahead and facing that. So that's really awesome. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point you just mentioned about, you know, it's okay that things are scary, but to just move past it, that's where you actually get to move forward in life.
0: Right, absolutely. And that's where you get, typically where you get the gain, right, is, is mm-hmm. now you've been able to shift into something that really, you know, from what you shared, you know, you've got a lot of creative abilities and that's how you like to express. So the marketing is another piece side of that, right? You get to be creative in your work as well. And in uh, starting my own business, that was something that was really important to me is that creativity and being able to kind of create something out of nothing and and do it the way that I want and have it look the way that I want. And, you know, maybe at previous jobs, that really wasn't an element or a large element at all. So this is a really cool expression for me. And and I'm I'm assuming for you as well, as you move forward in this way and in a more creative, you know, I would say more creative uh, trajectory with that. So That's so exciting. I'm really pumped for you. So as you're um, thinking about your experience, I know you mentioned, you know, burnout and just kind of tell me a little bit about how you navigated that um, in college. Cause I think I see more and more actually the ages of individuals that are experiencing burnout in an educational system or in general, you know, they're, they're keep getting younger. So it's kind of like, we've got people that are in middle school or high school that are burning out instead of, you know, maybe we would imagine a a middle-aged individual or, you know, would maybe respond to a work environment. So I'm seeing more and more of these younger folks coming up and putting a lot of pressure on themselves, feeling burned out, feeling overwhelmed. So tell me a little bit more about how you navigate that.
1: So my burnout in college has definitely been horrible. And I know many of my you know, friends who are also in college have experienced burnout. And I think it's mostly because being in the way that our university system is structured, you get burned out, but that doesn't mean your final's not due next week. Yes. So I think that there's an element that when you have burnout, you can't take the space to kind of heal from it. Because unfortunately, when you're in burnout, it's such a long process to get out of it. And you have to learn from the process in order to make sure you build up these healthy habits that can help you deal with it and can make sure that you're handling things better and so that you don't get burned out again. So for me personally, I had given a lot of my time and energy to the organization I had mentioned earlier, Abso. And I think for me, it was at first, it was the fact that I couldn't set boundaries. And then When I did, I didn't enforce them and that allowed other people to kind of rely on me and put their work on me and because I cared so much about the organization, I just sat back and I did it. And I saw in my personal experience, if I delegated things, then sometimes they just wouldn't get done or they wouldn't get done as well as I could have done them. And that really bothered me because I cared about it so much. It was practically my little creative baby. (laughs) And so I think I had to kind of sit back and I had to understand that I need help, first of all. And I don't know how to get it. And I can't do a good job if I can't take care of myself. I have to take care of myself first before I can go and do good work for other people and for other things. So I believe I mentioned earlier, I was a crafter. I am a crafter. And so currently my current project is crochet. So I make sweaters and hats and all sorts of things. And I think crafting really helped me get out of this bout of burnout because I was able to exhaust myself in a very fulfilling way rather than exhausting myself and knowing that tomorrow I have another assignment to do. And the next week I have my finals. I was able to kind of see the progress of my work and actually feel it and look at it and be happy. Like I have my crochet projects all around my room Mm -hmm. and I wear them all the time. And I make wearable pieces on purpose because it just gives me so much joy to actually see and feel the work I've done being put, being used and being put to work. You know what, you bring up a lot of
0: good points. And uh, the previous episode, uh, we had Jan Hof on and she was really talking about the power of embracing that joy and using that to work through and navigate stress. So you really kind of, again, um, underlined that point that it's so important that we find the things that bring us joy. And I love some of the things you talked about is seeing that progress. That's why I tell my clients too, I want you to write down Celebrate your wins. Write down all the wins, big and small. I want you to, everyone who's listening, make a list of all your wins in the last week, in the last month, in the last year, and have that as a reference point for you because our brains like to measure progress. And there's actually a really good book called The Gap and the Gain, I believe it's called, and really ta- breaking down the science of this, but being able to look at the gain Um, the thing, the progress, the thing that you've been able to do can be super rewarding. So I love that you have that and you turn to that hobby for joy and we're able to see that progress and celebrate that. So sometimes I think another thought that is, you know, important in this is that sometimes we get burned out when we're doing a lot of the things that we don't want to do versus having that balance of doing a lot of the things that we don't want to do or, or do want to do. Right. But it's more of, you know, incorporating the things that we, that do bring us joy and that do light us up and that do bring us that balance. So I think that's a great, uh, you know, way to, to navigate through that. And um, the other thing too, I think it's really hard sometimes for people to ask for help. And if you're listening to this, I think you can, uh, no matter where you are in your journey you can kind of maybe relate to some of the things that Zara was saying, of, you know, feeling like, you know, all this is all on me or I can do this the best way, you know, out of everybody. So I might as well do it. Delegating stuff doesn't get done sometimes. right So that can be really frustrating. And being able to communicate, ask for help, find that joy for you, set the boundaries and enforce them. Those are all really good ways to prevent burnout and take care of yourself in the process. So that's really wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of that. What advice would you give your fellow college students or individuals who are just kind of maybe in a transitionary phase or beginning their careers? What kind of advice would you want to leave them today?
1: I would definitely say don't be afraid to talk about things because, again, how I mentioned I discussed with my friend or my friend more like discussed with me and then I discussed with her our fears about life after college. And as soon as we had that conversation, I became more comfortable talking to my other friends about it and talking to my family about it. And when I did that, I was able to realize I wasn't alone. And oftentimes if you or if one person in the conversation is brave enough to bring up things that scare them, you'll find out you're not alone and that your problem is not something that you're just going to have to live with. There's a solution out there. So I think um, just be brave in finding out, you know, who you can find out to help you find this solution or just talk to somebody and see if they can help you. And I also think that my, I think one thing that I've learned throughout my college career is that it's okay to change because, you know, we've, we've all been in school since we were kids and- Who I was as a kid is not who I am now, but yet the entire time I've been doing the same thing just in different ways. So I think it's okay to change even from four years ago to now, I'm a completely different person and I'm better for it. And I take those experiences in college and I learn from them. So I think that's my main advice, learn from what you're given and don't be afraid to want to make a change and to actually go out and achieve that.
0: Yes, thank you, Zara. Such good, inspiring advice, right? Don't be afraid to change. And I love that you said, you know, you're not the same person as before. Change can happen in, you know, months, in a year, right? Even shorter times. So I love that. That's why we're always wanting to evaluate our goals and our vision and just kind of check in and make sure we're in alignment with our purpose and our passion. So thank you so much for being here, Zara. It was such a pleasure. I'm so glad you're able to share your nuggets of wisdom and your support with everybody. Thanks all for listening. I will see you in the next episode. Take care.